You're listening to the Ambitious Mama Podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Rialba. This podcast is brought to you in part by Oat School. Oat School is looking for teachers, and that can be you. If you have a life skill or academic skill or even something fun that you want to teach children, you can do it and make money on Oat School. Look for the link in the show notes. Hey, hey, mamas, Krista Rialba here, and this is another episode of the Ambitious Mama podcast. We're actually rolling into season number eight right now, and we are rolling in with the hottest bitch in town. Nope, it's not me. (laughs) It is my dear friend, Mayor Miller, who is absolutely hilarious. Yes, that's literally what my calendar said was hottest bitch in town when she booked with me. And she just assumed I would know it was her. And guess what? I did. (laughs) She is a former pro boxer turned transformational life and business coach and mama bear too. Six, Mare knows what it takes to run a very profitable business and lead a family and still make time for fun, which you'll soon learn. Mare coaches ambitious entrepreneurs and those in the making to create, birth, and monetize new brands, courses, and coaching programs. She is especially passionate about supporting women to become independent, whether they need it or not. And to create an identity that they love by growing brands that make them feel fully alive. I love that about her. Mare swears self-care, support, and systems, plus her mantra, it's got to make sense if you want to make dollars, is her secret to success. And loves to share this with seriously driven women. With Mare in your corner, you'll feel like a champ as you start to win the game of business and I'll say life too. You can find her on IG and Facebook, uh, Coach Mare at Coach Mare and also be in the show notes there too. All right, you guys. So Mare and I go way back. So there's probably lots of giggles and we go a little off track, but this is a genuine conversation with an incredible coach who really walks her talk. So I'm so honored to bring you this conversation. Let's get to it. Let's do this, Mare. All right. If we're lucky, maybe I'll get a Scottish accent in this interview. Oh, geez. Let's see what we can do. (laughs) Okay, you guys, we are here with Mare Miller and um, she and I go way back and we have lots of memories, slumber parties, you name it. Car rides. Right. Road trips. Yeah, so so much goodness. Um, but Mayor, this is long overdue. And yes. I'm so grateful for this podcast because it makes me have these conversations with people so that I good. have to bring to people. <laughs> you guys have to know Mayor. Aww. She is I just recorded the the formal intro, which you just heard. But now, Mayor, can you share with me and share with everyone how you would introduce yourself? What are you? What do you do? What is your? Oh type? my gosh! Why do you do I'm, what you do? I, I'm pretty low key, man. I'm just uh, I'm just an average everyday mama. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I uh, I'm a <laughs> what's that? Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, I'm a unicorn. I am a reflector. So apparently I am a unicorn. Um, I am a coach. I've been coaching for like over 14 years now. And uh, I would say I'm a business transformational coach. And I'm a mama of uh, many children. Um, that's basically in a nutshell how I'd introduce myself, my two little titles. 
um, I guess with coaching, I started with uh, uh, fitness and health because I was a pro boxer back in the day. Remember when I was like super fit? Do you remember that? Oh, sorry, just reflecting for seconds. <laughs> and then I had children. Um, yeah, so I was fitness and health coaching. And then I shifted more into confidence coaching because I was like, no matter what you tell people to eat or drink or what vitamins to take, if they don't believe in themselves or they go home and tell themselves they're crap, they're not going to change anything. So I shifted to confidence coaching and then I quickly shifted into business empowerment, coaching, transformational coaching, business building, all the fun things. So, yeah. And then I've got four little guys and two big guys. I've got uh, a one-year-old baby. I won't give you too many details. Could take the whole podcast, tell you about all my kids, but uh, one is the youngest and 22 is the oldest. Let's put it that way. It's incredible. Six children. Are you done? Are, what? Yes. <laughs> I am so done. Yes. Well, could have, I could have asked you that at four and you know, most people would say yes, but you kept going. You know what? After Tate, my four-year-old, I was like, oh man, I still see another little face. And then I had a dream one night that we had a little girl with brown eyes because we have five kids with blue eyes. I'm like, uh, I saw a little girl with brown eyes and now I have a little girl with brown eyes. So oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Oh no, not. I'm totally done. Totally. I wish we lived closer because our fams would hang out every day skateboarding. Skateboarding. Yes. yes. Oh man, that should be another podcast. My that should be the podcast. Tearing stuff we, up with skateboarding. Yeah. Yes, we did have a skateboarding podcast actually. We spoke about skateboarding mindset and entrepreneur mindset and, and how they're very similar. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll go back to that one. So before we get things started, um, you know, because we have a whole list of things we want to get to hopefully. Yeah. Um, but is there anything that's kind of burning you up right now in terms of like even completely off topic, like things that you're like kind of fired up about right now in the world? Is there anything you want to kind of put out there? Any message that you want to share for anyone? I don't know if I should go there today. Uh, <laughs> no, that's I think the only, thing, the only thing that fires me up really is people, um, especially moms. I'm going to say especially moms. I feel like the moms are the decision makers and the powerhouses of the family. Mm -hmm. So I just, I really think it's important that uh, they make choices from a place that they feel good from. You know what I mean? Not just do what you're told. That piece drives yeah. me crazy. So with everything that's going on in the world right now, and uh, I don't know what we're allowed to say, what we're not allowed to say in your podcast. Whatever you want to. Okay. Well, even things like, you know, the whole coming down to like, vaccination passports and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not for that. I just think yeah. it's ridiculous. We're losing freedom of speech a little bit. Mm -hmm. I understand there's a pandemic. I understand there's a virus, but there's always going to be viruses. Like how mm -hmm. are we going to create, uh, you know, how's the future going to look if we can't figure out better solutions right now? Yeah. So I'm just, uh, I, I'm probably the black sheep in my community on the way I think about a few things with this. I would not call myself a conspiracy theorist or an anti-vaxxer or anti-masker. I'm just very big on do your research, ask some questions. Yeah. You know, it just if something doesn't feel right, ask more questions. Don't yeah. just go ahead and do it because you were told to do it. Absolutely. And even like the, the uh, modeling for children critical thinking too, right? Like big time. Yeah. I think that's huge, right? And um, you know, my my kids are in school. Your kids are in school, and they're yeah. in the zone their zones, right? Where they yeah. can't they could see their friends, but they can't go play with their friends. And yeah. my older guy, he has a, a a 
girlfriend, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> quote unquote, uh, who he's very loyal to, and um, and he he sneaks over to her zone. Oh my god! At recess to go like say hi to her. Yeah. And uh, then he, sometimes he gets caught, sometimes doesn't. He gets sent to the library for wow. attention. And I and he was uh, he told me this, and he's like, "Mom, are you mad?" I said. No, like you are, you're weighing out the consequences. Yeah. You believe that it's worth it. So yeah, that's so that's cute. critical thinking. <laughs> yes, critical right? thinking. It's all we can ask, seriously. <laughs> right, I'm not going to be mad at you for that because you're, you know, I don't yeah. know, I'm not sure what people would hey. think about that, but. Uh, everyone's going to have their opinions. Trust me. Uh, I drop my kids off at school and every day I say to them, be kind and make good choices. Cause I know later on in life, we hear our mom's voices, right? It's like, sometimes we say something to our own kids. We're like, holy hell, I'm turning into my mom. Right. And I'm so, I've done so much work on the subconscious. So I'm super hyper aware because I don't necessarily want to turn into my parents. (laughs) I love them, but I don't want to turn into them. And, uh, so I think, okay, if I can plant seeds in my kid's head now, what will they say later on in life? My gosh, every day my mom was like, make good choices. Well, yeah. hopefully they hear that over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So when they hear getting out of the car, I'm like, you know, they're getting out of the car, I'm yelling it at them. I say, be kind, try yep. your best yep. and have fun with the rest. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's yeah. a little rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so good. Something positive, right? Leave them yeah. with something that they will. And actually, if I don't say it, they turn around and say it to me. Yeah. So it's like, it's our little thing. They like uh, it, you know? Yeah, mom. So, okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the critical thinking piece is so important. You know, even just, uh, I even told my kids like, uh, you know, I, I really try and stay away from fear stuff. We don't watch the news. We don't, my kids aren't subjected to all that. Although they are, they do go to public school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my kids. Okay. So here, I'll play a little bit more. Oh, here you go world. Uh, my kids don't wear masks to school. Um, so from day one, they haven't worn a mask. They're all medically exempt. I have two kids with anaphylactic allergies and you have to see their face. I'm sorry, but that's the first um, sign that my kid can't breathe. So yeah. They were instant exemptions. And I have another kid, his reaction to shock is he passes out and has like a seizure like reaction. Wow. And so the doctor's like, oh, heck no, he could not wear a mask all day. So it's like, oh, pfft. so the three, and then the youngest ones at home, the three younger ones, they don't wear a mask. The older ones, different story. One's in college, so it doesn't matter. And the 17 year old, he only goes every other week. Anyway, so <clears throat> um from day one, they've had to kind of navigate these conversations with their friends who are like, how come you're the only kids not wearing a mask? How come you don't get to wear a mask? And they, they were like, can we have a medical exemption? (laughs) They were a little bit jealous at the beginning. And, you know, I have these conversations with my kids, like just the other day, I'm like, how are you guys doing? Is there anything in you that feels different because you're not wearing a mask? Do you want to wear a mask? Because I know it's got to the place where kids don't want to stand out you know? And my kids are like, oh no, we definitely do not want to. And we don't feel bad about it. And no one, like there was one kid that kind of, um, was, uh, a little bit aggressive with my son at one point about not wearing it. We just had to have a conversation about it and maybe one little conversation with the principal and it was dealt with, you know what I mean? Um, but I, they're learning not to just do what everyone else is doing and to Mm -hmm. be okay. If you do something different to stand in your power. Yeah. That's a great lesson. Yeah. That's a great lesson. Yeah. Cause that's there's crazy. always going to be something that's different and yeah. that's obviously so blatant right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing. Okay. And, yeah. And it's, it's being able to, um, handle different 
views and opinions because there's always those. Absolutely. Critical thinking, standing strong in who you are and the decisions that you're making. Those are lessons right there. Okay. So um, I was actually doing a little bit of homework, not that I needed to, because I do know you so well, but I I noticed a few different points you're talking about on social media and also in a past podcast that you were really um, emphasizing the importance of creating that solo time for you in the morning specifically. So how could you possibly do that with six kids? (laughs) (laughs) Well, number one is, um, so the oldest one doesn't live with us. So there's only five really. And the the 17 year old is back and forth. So um, I've technically, just to be clear, I've only birthed four. The other two have been part of parenting for 15 plus years, but they're my stepkids. So it's my own and that and my stepkids I just don't call them step I just think it's like you yeah. know I'm respectful that they're my stepkids but you're not like treated as stepkids if you know no. what I'm saying so he goes back and forth so there's always four little ones here um the key is creating time right it's it's that piece of saying is it important to me mm-hmm. and for myself like I know there's certain things that have to be a yes and certain things that have to be a no mm-hmm. and like staying away from dark places. Like I don't watch the news because I can't handle the negativity. I can't go dark. You know, I've seen a lot of sadness in my life. I, I, me and sadness don't mix well. So I do everything I can to stay high vibe Mm -hmm. and to, you know, get through that, those emotions when they come up, deal with them, keep moving. Um, I can't stay there. And and saying that part of um, creating space for myself keeps my, my vibe high. It like, it feels good. Right. So, um, I need to be able to breathe. I'm a big extrovert, but I have a little bit of like introvert tendencies. Like I need to recharge. I need like, everybody needs to go away from me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just need some mama time by herself. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it's having conversations with the family, even like whether it's my morning routine or my business or having time to do a podcast, whatever it is, it's them understanding my boundaries and I make them part of the team so that they understand where, where I am and where the business is going. So they feel excited to support me. Not like, Oh, mama says we can't do this. Yeah. Right. They feel like they're part of it. Yeah. Um, and then I work out probably, I started working out not too long ago. My little girl is, uh, 19 months Mm -hmm. and I'm finally like, okay, back on track with training and feeling good. And it's such a game changer for me. And, um, my kids are so supportive with that. And so Bronte, my youngest stays home with me and um, we have some care that comes in here and there, but usually she's with me during my workouts and she will go to the door and get my shoes. She'll Uh, lay in a plank beside me as I'm training. It's crazy. Like, so yeah, they feel like they're part of it, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. And like, there's no balance. It's always going to be blending when you're an ambitious mama, like, like ourselves, right? Like there's no separation. It's the only option I think is to get them on board. Exactly. Family on board energetically to to the communication so that they know what's going on. Maybe why you're on the calls, things like that. Funny story. When Ian, my nine-year-old, when he was uh, a baby, I used to like write my goals on my calendar. Right. And, uh, and so when you're doing, I do a lot of goal setting stuff with my clients and when you're just writing your goals, it's one thing, but if you can really embody what it would feel Mm -hmm. like to achieve that goal, it's a whole different thing. Right. So I would practice this and I'd write down 10 new clients. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was charging like $3,500 a client. So I write 10 new clients and I was like, okay, if that really happened, 
I'd have a $35,000 month, right? 10 new clients, 35,000. And I like got into this whole like, whoo, 10 new clients. And I was like dancing and in my underwear and like jumping around. (laughs) And my kids is like looking at me and he's like totally lit up. He's so excited for me. And he's like copying everything. It's like so exciting. And then the next day I went to write something on the calendar and he's like, mama, fed new clients. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he starts jumping around and dancing. And I was like, what is he doing? And then I realized he is so excited. Like anytime he heard the word clients, he would get so excited because of my energy. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, this actually works. And uh, I just think it's important. Like letting them see that kind of stuff as you're building your business because he fully got excited for me. (laughs) And that like takes like your, your manifestation to a whole new level when you have them like amplifying those goals back to you. Yeah. That's crazy. So exciting. Actually, Curtis this morning was playing Minecraft before school. Don't recommend video games before school, but that's (laughs) what happened. And some sort of catastrophe happened where he lost the world, right? I don't know exactly what goes down, but he, he was like completely devastated. And he said, that's the equivalent mom of you losing your diamond director status oh and going gosh. all the way back to gold. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh buddy. <laughs> he like fully understands your business. They, they're, they're definitely all intertwined. Oh, I love um, it. Okay, so actually money mindset, even the numbers that you were just saying, we already dropped the manifestation word. Um, You know, money mindset is huge. I know you and I come from similar upbringings just in terms of like, we didn't come from riches, yeah, right? And we had some unwinding, unlearning to do of things that were placed. So how did your journey begin in terms of identifying some of those limiting money blocks um that might not be they're not standing out in your brain as like this is a limiting money block but like how do we identify those um honestly i started paying attention to uh little things i'd say around things right Mm -hmm. and my own behaviors around money right so things i want to spend money on or you know i just just the way i would either react and actually what I'd say, or my behavior. And um, a lot of times I'd hear my mom's voice, we'll get you what you need, not what you want. Yes. Okay. And I was like, my parents came from Scotland. Yes. I was born in Scotland, came here. Uh, I have three brothers and we're all pretty high level athletes, but my parents didn't have a lot. They weren't poor, but they didn't, they weren't wealthy, you know, super yeah. middle-class. And um And their whole thing was, you're not going to go without clothes. You're not going to go without shoes, but we're not getting you designer stuff, right? So if you want that, you go get, you go get a job, you make your own money and go on then, right? Like, (laughs) so that's kind of how it was. And so I learned to not want things. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's funny. Like I was always like, no, no, I don't need it. I would catch myself saying, I don't need it all the time. And I was like, okay, just because you don't need it. Do you actually want it? Yeah. And so I had to allow myself to play with like desires and wants like, okay, you want that thing. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, I felt bad. I like, yeah. why do I feel guilty and bad that I want that thing that costs an extra thousand dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, well, it's going against everything I was taught growing up. And so I had to work through all that and allow myself to kind of normalize, uh, spending money on bigger things or buying things that weren't on sale. Cause that was like another thing for us. Right. Hey, yeah. like kudos to my parents that did a great job. 
they raised all of us and you know they they were great on i mean scottish come on let's just do the math here scottish are pretty cheap right like if they've got a sale they'll take it <laughs> um but i had to like reprogram my brain that i didn't always have to buy things on sale yeah. So now it's funny because my dad, my parents are well off now. My dad still like goes to different grocery stores. Which ones go at the coupon? And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, dad, <laughs> like, are you joking? <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely don't shop for a sale ever. If I get to the store, my favorite thing that I want is on sale. I'm like, oh, bonus, but oh, I don't yeah. shop for a sale. Same, so yeah. though, paying attention to those things and then doing the work to change it. You know, yeah. like realizing it, I can keep playing this story out or if I want a different result, I got to write a new story. I got to write a new belief. Yeah. Well, you just said a really important word that people may not have caught. So I want to highlight it. Mm -hmm. And you said normalize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and this is coming up a lot. This is, I think I even mentioned on this podcast before that. And I think the one with Jen Groover, we said yeah. that. But normalize is huge because if we were Kardashians and we yeah. were growing up and we were saying like, okay, let's look at the, the family business goals. We're going to do a million dollar month. They would think, why are we thinking so small? Yeah, totally. So yeah. normalize, like what, what was normal for you growing up? What was the, when you were in the grocery cart, when you were shopping with mom at the grocery store, what was normal, right? Yeah. And, and then choosing your own normals and, but then aligning yourself with them so that yeah. you actually believe them. So how totally. do we, if manifestation is evidence of alignment, right? Would mm -hmm. you say that's a good definition? Yeah, totally. 100%. Manifestation is evidence of alignment. How do we say, okay, I want more. Now I need to align with that. So it's a norm. Mm -hmm. What can we do to bring ourselves to upgrade ourselves, to elevate ourselves? Well, I think there's kind of two things that I do anyways. One is I think always think, how can I teach it? Right. So mm -hmm. with my kids, um, if I want to get away from the sale thing, the buying the cheaper thing, like with my kids, even removing things like the word expensive, right? My kids don't say the word expensive. So I feel like I'm teaching the next generation to normalize something that wasn't normal for me, yes. right? I don't say to them, you will get you only what you need, not what you want. Like I, I, ref, I reframe what I say to them. Mm -hmm. And I've only heard my kids say it once or twice, like two of my kids, only two of them said the word expensive once or twice in their whole life. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Where did you hear that? Like, why do you think that's expensive? So I just like play with it because I think it, the word expensive is just perspective, you know, like, like it's totally up to you whether you think something's expensive or not. I think so many people um, stop themselves from reaching their goals because they attach to the word expensive too much. Oh, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Really? You're going to let a dollar sign stop you from something you really want to do? Yeah. Okay. We must drink different Kool-Aid because that's not happening over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one thing, right? Is like, is how I do it with my kids actually shifts my reality. And then the other thing is how can you go from where you are to like project yourself into the future and see what it is that you want, right? And see that, that, that goal, whatever it is, money, body, fitness, business, whatever it is, and fully embody it, see it, visualize it. Like we did a lot of visualization stuff as an athlete back in the day mm -hmm. and for like fully seeing it and then almost like reverse engineering it. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can, if you can visualize it and feel that as your norm mm -hmm. and it's like, wow, that actually 
feels normal. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get into, but how am I going to do that? And how is it all going to happen? Then you're getting into your head too much, right? It's like you, you, I do get my clients to go into the how after they fully have been like, yeah. okay, this, uh, this is possible. Yeah. Then we go to like, okay, what's a good strategy? What are different ways that that could happen? Cause yeah. I think that's also, it's not just like sing Kumbaya and hope we manifest things, right? Yeah. Like let's inspired put inspired action, inspired action there have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the strategy. So but that's also don't just start with that, right? You got to have yeah. that. You got to believe it's possible. Yes. Get into the knowing, claim yep. it, decide the universe loves decision. Yep. And then I think it was um, Rebecca there, forgetting her last name, coach. Matthias. Yes. Yeah. How is none of your business? So I'm sure many people have said that before her, but she told me that the how is none of your business, right? Yep. Decide. And then all the infinite ways it's going to un- present totally. itself will be totally. possible. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I, I say it's not your business, but then I do think you'll get, you'll get the download. You'll you get, get all the downloads. Steps. Like yeah. even when you go for a run around the corner, yeah. like I did. <laughs> the end of the street and back. <laughs> I love oh you. my gosh, the, exactly. And when you get that, the, and also if you want more downloads, start taking the ones that are given to you, right? Because yes. sometimes we get into our mind and we start like, oh, is it really a good idea? You know, yeah. all these things. And we're like, just freaking try it and see, it, totally. see what happens. Yeah. And you'll be mirrored back energetically, whether it's going to feel good or, and be a hit or not. Totally. Yeah. Or a lesson or a step. I get a lot of downloads. Like it's insane how many ideas I actually could probably sell a thousand of my ideas. I probably should just give them away or sell them because there's no way I can ever do all these things. Yeah. Uh, funny story. The other night I came down to my husband, I was up in my office for like an hour and I had this crazy download and I grabbed pen and paper and I wrote this whole outline for a book and I got the name, everything I Googled. I want to go daddy about the domain. I was like, how is this available? The whole thing in like 20 minutes, I go downstairs to my husband. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. And he's like, no, you can't get another idea. You have like so many things going on. You can't get another idea. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm going to tell you what it is. So I tell him the whole thing is it starts as a book and wherever it goes after that, I don't know, but I'm seeing this as a book. So I tell him the whole thing. He goes, oh my gosh, you have to do that right now. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, wasn't this funny? You just told me two seconds ago. You think I, sh- I have too many ideas? It's like, but this is amazing. I'm like, oh, see my problem? Do you see my problem? <laughs> so downloads are great. It's yeah. then like, you know, where are you at? Because, you know, that is part of my story, right? Lots of kids, lots of clients. And then I get all these downloads. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many things we can do. If you try and do them all, you get nothing done. So it's like, I, I have multiple projects I'm working on, but I focus on the one thing I can do right now and mm-hmm. I do it the best I can and know that those other things will come to life when, when they're really supposed to. I don't try and do everything because I would burn out for sure. Exactly. And that's a perfect segue to something that's super, um, uh, it's my lesson right now in my life and where I'm at. It's like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no yeah. Yeah. and really you're doing less list with doing not to do lists. So let's yeah. talk about that a little bit in terms of um, editing what we're doing in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think every woman has a to-do list, right? Especially yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a mom, put the combo together. It's like your to-do list can be pretty big. Uh, my to-do list just for like my kids, you know, health plan, pro health plan, like that could be a huge to-do list. So um, I sit down, brain dump, do the whole to-do list. And then my next best thing to do is what's my not to-do list. Mm -hmm. How can I pull things off of that, that I am not going to do. Okay. So some of them still have to get done, 
doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so funny that so many people look at me and think, oh, you have all these kids in this business. And like, how do you do everything? Like, you're amazing. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I do not do it all. And I do not do it all alone for sure. Support and self-care are like absolutely important to survive. So some of, what are some of those things? Yes, absolutely. What are some of those things that you outsource? Maybe just like regular practical things that another mom can definitely duplicate. Honestly, start with your house. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of women think they have to clean their own house mm-hmm. and sort their own laundry. Don't get me wrong. I sort my own laundry here and there. Um, but um, even just having a laundry system in place will help you instead of trying to do it all chaotically. Right. Yeah. So um, my kids, we have, we have three big baskets up here and they know towels in one, whites in the other, darks in the other. I don't have time to sort laundry. So if yeah. I'm going to do it, it needs to be ready. Um, so, and just, and I empower each kid to have their own responsibilities in the house. It's mm-hmm. like, these are your responsibilities. I tell them what I'm responsible for, what they're responsible for, and they love it. They actually thrive on it. Yeah. Um, so outsourcing could be literally starting in your house within your own family. It's not yeah. always that you have to pay someone for things. Yeah. Like I make a list for my husband and I'll say, here's 20 things that I need help with. Uh, I'm going to let you pick which things you want to do off this list. And I'm going to pay someone to do the rest. And half the time he's like, you know, his ego kicks in. Like, I can do all this. You don't have to pay anybody. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. Other times he's like, uh, dude, I don't have time for like two of these things. I'm like, okay. But it's not me telling him he needs to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like so that. So it's, it's a super effective communication tool that makes it easier as a couple to get things done. And you don't feel like you're nagging at your husband. You guys, we got to highlight that one. Everyone who's listening because... <laughs> There's always like, I, I mean, I can't say always, but I mean, I, I, I definitely know that balance between, well, is, is he going to be a, like offended if I hire Rafi from around the corner to do <laughs> this, you know, but Rafi definitely is going to get, but if I give that choice, he's like, yeah, sweet. Hire Rafi for this, yeah, this, this, right? Totally. Because he, that's just what he does. It's in his yep. wheelhouse. Um, I really, Big really time. like that. Well, and that really comes down to language, right? I think yeah. a lot of people use the words should and need. You need mm-hmm. to do this. You should do this. And if you just reframe those words or get rid of them, like yeah. what could that look like? And yeah. how much better does somebody else receive it? I hate being told that I need to do something. Oh, Mary, yeah. you need to lose weight. Really? Meet me outside. Like, you know, <laughs> don't tell me what I need to do. <laughs> I'll um, figure it out. But even energetically too, you might not be, you might not be like nagging your, uh, your husband, but if you're even like, even internally being like, he should really have done this, you know, you're still carrying that vibration. Totally. Right. And that, that, that shows in other ways. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So if you can shift that, even just, I always say just shift it to could, and then makes it a choice, you know, for yourself, for other people, Hey, yeah, he could have done that. Or he could have done that. Hey, you know what? He chose to go to the gym instead of do the dishes. And you know what? Good for him. Cause he also needs to have me time. Yeah. That's something I've really had to step into and embrace. Cause I was a little bit of when my babies are young, like I breastfeed a lot. I'm very like hands-on with the baby all the time, but I, I do need a lot of help. And, uh, and so my husband's a rock star. And so I would, you know, I really would take that help. And then, uh, if he would go out or have a social night or go skateboarding, I'd be like, wait, 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 what? Because I wanted to go out too. Yeah. But I couldn't leave the baby. But then I realized, man, men need it too. If yeah. they're working hard and they're parenting hard, they need self-care and me time just as much as we do. Absolutely. So the more that I support my husband with that, the more he's an even better 
partner and giver in our family. So yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Man, he's going to love this podcast. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, I'm even like making notes from the conversations that we're having. Like, Hey, we can't circle, circle back to that right now, but note take it. So many good <laughs> little you. moments. Okay. So, um, you and I are actually very much in sync. Like we have a lot in common energetically, but we're also quite opposites. Like you yeah. said earlier that you wouldn't have identified with like feminine energy before Yeah. in terms of like how people might identify mm-hmm. that pink girly, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But now you really understand how you are very much aligned with your feminine energy. Can you share what that is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Funny enough. So I was raised with all brothers. I have three brothers and um, I have like a ton of male cousins. I've played male dominated sports. Um, I, well, soccer, I played with women, but still like a lot of sports. And then I was a amateur and professional boxer and Mm -hmm. just worked in a lot of male dominated fields. And it was always that piece of, you know, I have lots of male guy friends. I'm like one of the guys I can hang out with the guys kind of thing. And, um, and I really resisted the whole girly thing. I was like, oh, like I'm an athlete. I am so not a girly girl and I don't wear pink and I'm not wearing dresses. Like give me a break, not a chance. And like, I can't do makeup to save my life. Okay. Um, but I did like, you know, I did like to train and then wear a nice fit black dress with heels once in a while. So I'd like try to embrace that, but I just couldn't do the whole pink thing. I'm still, I'm working on the pink thing. I got two little girls that love pink. So I'm, I'm a little bit more open to it now. Um, but you know, I resisted it so much that in my business, it was like, why was I fighting the whole feminine thing? Because feminine energy, if you really look at your business, you need masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. to really succeed. And as soon as I was open to that and allowed myself to step into it, I was like, oh, hello, kitty. Here we go. Like, this is what we're talking about. (laughs) Hello, kitty. (laughs) And um, it was the creation piece. I am like, creating things is birthing. totally my superpower birthing. Yeah. 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 And coming up with ideas, birthing programs, courses, content. I was like, why is this so easy for me? Oh, it's massive feminine energy. Yeah. Um, intuition, super intuitive. I'm like, what the heck? Why was I resisting this so much? Mm-hmm. Um, and even just that piece of like being vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I can't pretend to have it all together. Like you have to show where you need help. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's a total facade. If someone's like, yeah, I'm perfect. Have it all together. Really? Give me a break. Like come to my house. I'll show you how all the places I'm messing up, you know? Like, and the vulnerability piece makes me real, makes yes. me connect with others. And, uh, it's a, it's also a bit of a feminine piece. And so that once I realized those pieces and, and more, but those main three pieces for me, I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I am a little bit feminine mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, allowed that to you know, come into my, into my world. I still don't wear pink. My, my seven-year-old, we went shopping together and she begged me to buy a pink top. I bought it. I've never worn it. Um, (laughs) but I'm definitely, I really think that's important to embrace the masculine and the feminine in your business. Yeah. It's the nurturing energy. And you've been like that with me since day one. Like I literally remember you like literally taking me under your wing and you know, you like that caring, that caregiver it's, it's in you. And it's like, that's, 
and also the the generous energy that you have that's also very feminine energy oh, thanks. so for, for everyone who's listening it's like you know to be uh, successful in business it's not about being masculine and being like really hard-nosed and not collaborative in fact it's actually really the opposite it, you yeah. have to have that open heart totally. and then the masculine energy yes that comes in in the decision yeah right yeah. in yeah. the getting down to business but yeah. it's, it's that flow of it all Sure. Yeah. yeah, Masculine. Sorry. You've always been in your feminine energy. It's just not pink. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And the masculine, I find like, that's where like my competitive nature was a little bit too. And then I was like, okay. And my, my feminine is more connecting, collaborating, Mm -hmm. really having that community. They all start with C. I don't know why, but you know, it's that piece with women. And I think at first too, I was like, ah, I don't really get along with women. And I was like, no, that's not true. I tend to attract powerhouse women yeah. and I have so much respect for strong women and then women that aren't strong. I'm like, okay, I have so much respect for their journey and I want to help them. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I do love women. Okay. Yeah. Women are awesome. So I kind of did a full, you know, 360 on that. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we've already spent a lot of time together, but we can't wrap up this podcast without, I mean, you've suffered loss early on in your life with your Mm. brother, one of your best friends as well. And I think that, you know, in terms of how you are a transformational coach, I think people are, everyone suffers loss, has some sort of major moment of, of life that did not go planned where they need to definitely rebirth themselves or they need to heal. And where would you say that people start that journey if they're just like, I'm hearing everything Krista and Mary saying, I want to create big, beautiful things for my family, but I feel broken. Yeah. Uh, well, I think just one acknowledging it, right? Awareness for anything is the number one thing, right? Just seeing where you're at and acknowledging it and then realizing that you can do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just having some compassion for yourself and realizing that it's a journey and it's going to take a little bit of time. There's a grief cycle for a reason. You know, there's things you're going to have to go through. And as long as you have a little bit of patience and compassion for yourself, I'd say definitely get some support. Um, that's to me, the power of the coaching industry. It's why it's doing so well, because yeah. we're not meant to do things alone. Yeah. And when we find somebody who speaks our language and who inspires us and who we connect with, it's like, well, why not reach out and find out how you can work with them, you know, whether it's energetically or financially or time investment, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that getting that support and, and allowing yourself to do the work, a lot Mm -hmm. of people in our society, I think it's, it's too easy in our society to uh, self-medicate and numb ourselves out Mm -hmm. and avoid the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Been there, done it in my twenties, got the tracksuit. Um, and you know, like it just, you know, going on the Scottish diet and going on benders is not going to solve the problem. Trust me. Um, so instead of, instead I'd say like face the fear and just like face what's going on, allow yourself to feel it, get it up, get it through you have ways to, um, allow it to go through you. And for some people that is talking others, it's journaling others. It's a physical thing. Like it's actually the reason I started boxing after my brother died and a lot of deaths I saw, it was like, I needed it to get out of me. Yeah. And, um, if it's, if it's stalling you or paralyzing you in your business, Mm -hmm. then 
you can't avoid it. You have to pay attention to it and give it the love it needs. And it's probably going to transform your business even bigger than you thought if you really um, go there and do the work. Absolutely. And, and everything's ever evolving, right? This too shall yeah. pass wherever you are. Totally. Yep. 100%. Mayor, I'm going to share in the notes how to get in contact with you. But if you guys are looking for a serious badass coach, Mayor <laughs> Miller is the one for life, for business, for everything to break through to your next level. So Aww. thank you guys so much for tuning in. Any yeah. final words, Mayor? Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for having me here in your community. And I just love you. I think you're doing great love things. I told my mom I was coming on here. So I got a podcast tomorrow with the Ambitious Mama podcast. And she was like, well, oh my goodness, that sounds like the best podcast and it's totally up your alley. Like you're going to rock it. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. So I need I just, to meet your mom. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I just think that just what you're up to is so amazing. So keep inspiring and motivating oh. so many women. I think it's awesome. Thanks, Mayor. I've seen the, uh, I know this move. I know this move you just did with your hand when the baby's coming in the room. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> That's like, my signature move. Right now. <laughs> Do not walk in this room with the baby. <laughs> we'll sign off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. To this Thanks, episode. guys.